the world we know is changing. I'm Moira Gunn, and welcome to Biotech Nation. Of the many potential side effects of chemotherapy, two directly affect the hands and feet and can be so debilitating that the cancer treatment itself is stopped. One is hand-foot-skin reaction, and the other is similarly named hand-foot syndrome. Dr. Michael McCullough is the CEO of Onquality Pharmaceuticals. Mike, welcome to Tech Nation. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Now, there are several medical conditions which severely affect the hands and feet, and two I am thinking of are often confused because their names are very similar, and in visually they may even seem the same. One is called hand-foot skin reaction, and the other is hand-foot syndrome. Let's start by distinguishing between the two. Mm-hmm, sure. So hand-foot skin reaction is caused by a certain class of, of anti-cancer therapies, and they tend to be localized in your hands and feet among pressure points, right? In contrast, hand-foot syndrome is caused by a different class of anti-cancer therapies. It looks very similar, and you see patients with blisters, cracking, open sores, but hand-foot syndrome is a little bit more diffuse across a broader area of either your palms or the bottom of your feet. And when you have it, you almost don't care. <laughs> just, yeah, it's very just make painful. it stop. Make it stop. Right. And when you say anti-cancer therapies, you're talking about what we often call chemotherapies? That's correct. Chemotherapies are sometimes people refer to other classes as targeted therapies. They're a little bit different in, in how they function. Now, while you're working in both areas, uh, you're further along in hand-foot skin reaction. Uh, Let's tell people a little more about what it feels like and how serious this condition is. Sure. Well, hand-foot skin reaction can be quite painful. As I mentioned before, it manifests itself in the hands and feet as cracking, peeling, open sores, blisters, and it can be quite debilitating and prevent patients from even undertaking normal activities such as picking up objects, driving a car, feeding themselves because they have a difficult time grabbing either a fork or a knife. You can't even walk from one place to another. Sometimes that's true. Patients have a very difficult time walking, getting up and down stairs, just undertaking normal daily activities. What can we do about that today? Well, right now there are no approved therapies to help manage these toxicities. So what we've seen is physicians will tend to start their patients out at lower doses of their chemotherapy drugs to prevent the occurrence of these toxicities. And sometimes they either they discontinue therapy or they require patients to take a lower dose or stop their therapy for intermittent times. That's just so counterintuitive. It's like I'm trying to get this cancer going, but it's so painful, I can't take the therapy. Well, that's where we think the major medical need is. I mean, our view is patients need to be more concerned about fighting their cancer and not be so concerned about fighting their anti-cancer therapies. So we're talking about hand-foot-skin reaction. What is Unquality doing here? Well, we have a a program designed to treat patients with hand-foot-skin reaction. We recently finished or completed a, a phase two clinical trial. Uh, what we have done is developed a drug you can apply it to your hands and feet two or three times a day. It's an investigational agent still, and it's it designed to block the effect of the anti-cancer therapy and allow the reversal of these toxicities in your hands and feet. Now, what is Onquality doing here? Well, in terms of hand-foot-skin reaction, it's important to remember that 
cancer cells, they're different, right? They tend to grow faster in an uncontrolled way. For them to do this, they're going to need more blood, right? So cancer cells will turn up the normal machinery that tells the body to make more blood vessels because they need to grow, right? And, when, and your doctor will give you a medicine to try to block this machinery. And unfortunately, the medicine goes throughout your body, right? When it interacts with, with normal tissues, it tends to prevent the blood flow or restrict the blood flow to them as well. And when it happens in the normal tissue, we see things like hampus skin reaction or the, these blisters and painful open sores that occur in your hands and feet. So our view is we want to turn on the normal blood vessel, normal vasculature in your hands and feet to reverse these toxicities. Well, that seems pretty simple. It's like in cancer, we're trying to cut down on, on the, all the, the blood feeding the cancer. And then to your hands and your feet, it's like, well, they got a couple of signals as well. It's turned down from what it normally is. And so you're just turning it back on. How do you do that with just your hands and feet? Well, that's interesting. So we, we've developed an, is a formulation we can give topically to your hands and feet two or three times a day, but it doesn't interfere with the systemic anti-cancer therapies. It just, just remains on your hands and feet. and doesn't get circulated widely throughout your body. Okay, so you have a, a cream or an ointment you're putting on your hands. I have to say, you know, skin is really protecting us from everything. How do you, how does it get through? How could anything get through the skin to do something as significant as, as blocking what the cancer drug is doing? You're absolutely right. Your skin's very effective at keeping things outside your body. So it takes a lot of specialty expertise and formulation development. And a good example of that might be the estrogen patches that are frequently used to deliver estrogen across your skin, right? It's very effective, but it takes like, quite a bit of sophisticated chemistry to be able to do that. Here you are, you've just completed some um, some trials, which means that you've completed taking all the data. And, and in, in truth, it's going to take you a while to put all the data together, to prepare it all, to come back to the FDA to say, okay, this is what we really found. Um, uh, but what went on during those trials? What what did you do, and and how did you know? How do you know it's going to work? Mm -hmm. Well, we don't know it will work, but uh, you know, part of the clinical trial process is designing the right kind of experiment to prove that it works, right? So we measure uh, many different things. Of course, one of those is you know how effective is our drug compared to placebo at reversing the toxicities. But we don't know that that's enough, right? We really want to measure other things that are important to patients, including quality of life. So we have a very sophisticated quality of life questionnaire that we have patients fill out, and it measures many things beyond just pain. Certainly symptom improvement is important. But we also want to know, you know how do patients do on the drug? What other elements, such as can they undertake normal daily activities? You know, can they pick up a hand, I mean, a fork or a knife? Can they get around? Can they walk? Can they get up and downstairs? Can they do things they would normally do without the toxicity, but also things such as self-care? You know, for example, can they bathe themselves? Can they dress themselves? But also things that are very important, such as impacts on their social setting. You know, are they still comfortable in social environments? Do they feel comfortable leaving the house and engaging with their friends and their family? And also the psychological elements of having some of these toxicities, you know, does it degrade their confidence? You know, many times cancer patients, their therapy toxicity will have a negative effect on their quality of life, particularly when it comes to things like depression 
and a feeling of helplessness. You know, so our view is these drugs hopefully will have an effect on these features as well. So how long do they have to put on this cream or ointment to test this? Well, we measure them in, in two different dates. Certainly three weeks is important. You know, generally speaking, it takes the tissues in our hands and feet about three weeks to turn over. So we do assessment for the primary point of symptom improvement at week three, but then again also at week six. We want to make sure this is a durable effect. And six weeks gives a chance for the skin to do some more healing. So really what the FDA is looking for is um, clear, almost clear. So that maybe is more important at six weeks than three weeks. And let me ask you this. the uh, You said some people were getting uh, the, the cream, but nothing is in it. And some people are getting the cream and it has the uh, has the, the drug in it that you're, you're treating them with. Um, what happens if you're one of the people that you didn't get anything? <laughs> um, well, I mean, they get treated and they get cared for over six weeks. But unfortunately, you know, it's not a crossover trial. So they'll get assess for activity, but they won't have access in this trial to the treatment. What's interesting for me is these are phase two trials, and usually you go on to really large phase three trials. But in the case of of, of conditions for which there really isn't a treatment, sometimes we're able to take the uh, good positive results on phase two and go forward to to release. Is that going to be possible here? It's unlikely. You know, we will have an interface with the FDA the first part of the year with the data to discuss what the next steps are. You know, we feel we probably need to collect some more data in some dose ranging studies before we can make a final determination about the final utility of the drug, including possibly a phase three study. In the first part of the interview, we did mention a, a, a different condition, hand-foot syndrome. You're also working on that? That's correct. We, we hope to start a clinical trial next year to evaluate one of our compounds as a treatment for the prevention of hand-foot syndrome. Before you even get there, if you're taking this kind of chemotherapy, then start with the ointment right away. Yeah, it turns out that this class of drugs that cause hand-foot syndrome, the frequency of the toxicity is much higher, and it makes it a little more practical to study these as, a, as essentially a prophylactic than a treatment. Now, are you going to use the same treatment for hand-foot syndrome? No, it's not possible. Hand-foot syndrome is caused by a whole different class of anti-cancer agents. So it turns out that in the same way we know that we have these hallmarks of cancer, remember the cancer cells are growing in an uncontrolled way. So one way that we can prevent them from growing is to prevent them from making more DNA, right? So when doctors give you this class of chemotherapy that blocks the tumor cell's ability to make DNA, again, this goes systemically throughout your whole body. When these cancer drugs interact with the you know, normal cells in your hands and feet, you have also the occurrence of hand-foot syndrome, which is you know, the blisters, the open sores, the cracking, the peeling. It's quite painful and debilitating. And that's caused by the fact that they're no longer producing DNA the way they used to? Yeah, I mean, normal cells always want to turn over, and when they can't make the DNA, then they can't survive and they die. And that's really what is the root of these toxicities in your hands and feet. So are you using the same drug inside the ointment people are putting on or a different one? No, yeah, it's different. Unfortunately, they're not the same. So these drugs actually are quite targeted, you know, to a particular essential mechanism, how the anti-cancer drugs work. So the same way we might treat hand foot skin reaction, we have to use a different drug to treat hand foot syndrome. 
So every time you have a different class or you know a, a common approach in an anti-cancer drug, you have to come up with a new drug to block it. That's correct. The general approach is similar, but you know the the way we deliver drugs across the skin has to do with how we formulate those. And since sometimes drugs have different properties, we have to have a very different formulation to be able to get them across the skin. So you definitely have a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're lucky we have you know, very good scientists that have expertise in, in this space. So you know, that's part of, of how we, we approach these problems. Well, Mike, thanks so much for coming in. I hope you come back, see us again. No, it was a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. My guest today is Dr. Michael McCullough, CEO of Unquality Pharmaceuticals. More information is available on the web at onqualityrx.com. That's on, O-N, quality, and the letters R-X, onqualityrx.com. Listen to more biotech podcasts at biotechnation.com or subscribe on your favorite podcast provider. Biotech Nation is a regular feature of the weekly public radio program, Tech Nation. Listen to the full show via podcast or on your local public radio station. For Biotech Nation, I'm Moira Gunn.